Good morning, church. As you're finding your seat and continuing to fellowship, I want to turn your attention to our scriptures this morning. Normally, we open with our youth pastor, Zach Bauer, reading, uh, but he and his wife, Beth, had their second child this week, this Tuesday, Ava Grace. Everybody's doing well, and they're, uh, they're excited about it. So when you see Zach, make sure you shake his hand with one hand and give him a cup of coffee with the other, because I'm sure he is going to be sleep-deprived. We're in Psalm 86 this morning, starting in verse 8. It says, There is none like you among the gods, O Lord, nor are there any works like yours. All the nations you have made shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name, for you are great and do wondrous things. You alone are God. Would you pray with me as we begin our worship this morning? Gracious Father, we are so thankful to be in your house. Lord, as we come to respond to you in worship this morning, would you remind us of your greatness? Would you call to our mind your holiness? Lord, you do things that no one else can. And so, God, we worship you this morning. It's in Jesus' precious name that we pray. Amen. Would you stand this morning as we sing together and worship the greatness of our God? I search the world, but it couldn't fill me.
and ask for your forgiveness, Lord, knowing that you are faithful and just to give it every single time. Father, you lavish grace upon grace on us, and we are so grateful. It's in the precious name of Jesus that we pray, who makes all of this possible. Amen. Would you read with me Psalm 86, starting in verse 5, is going to be on the screen. Read this with me. For you, Lord, are kind and ready to forgive, abounding in faithful love to all who call on you. Lord, hear my prayer. Listen to my plea for mercy. I call on you in the day of my distress, for you will answer me. Let's continue to sing this morning. How great the chasm that lay between us. How high the
this morning as we are singing about the powerful name of Jesus. I wonder if there are any special requests you have on your heart this morning. Would you lift your hand? You don't have to tell us, but you have a special prayer request. Thank you. There are a number all across the sanctuary this morning. I want to add one name to that. That's Brother, Brother Roy Browning. Brother Roy's back in the hospital. High temperature, real serious. I want to ask you to remember him and Wanda in a very special way and all these requests. Father, each hand that went up had a special need, a concern. We don't know what that is. But you do. And I pray, Holy Father, that you would minister to that special need in a way that would be pleasing and glorifying unto you. I pray, Father, for Brother Roy. Ask your hand upon him and Wanda. And I thank you for this church, this congregation. There are many that desire to be here today. These requests are not the only ones scattered among the membership of Broadway. And we lift those unto you, Father. You know each and every one of them, and your eye is upon them. There is hope in you. You are holy and you are righteous. You have an unending love and concern for each and every one. And I pray, Holy Father, that that you would see a great moving of your spirit among Broadway Baptist Church and scattered throughout our land. Father, our land is turbulent. There's mistrust. There's anger. There's hatred all abroad. But Father, you can speak peace in the midst of the storm. And we pray, Holy Father, that your spirit may move mightily. We may hear, we may respond, we may repent and turn unto you. We pray this morning for our nation. Father, guide us in the days that are ahead. Decisions are to be made. Guide thou, O great Jehovah. We need your direction. We need your healing. Pray for our pastor this morning as he comes to share your word. May the Holy Spirit have freedom to move and work in our hearts and midst this morning. If there's one here today that does not know you as Savior and Lord, may this be the time they'll turn to you. If there's homes that need to be touched, God, touch families special needs. Your will be accomplished this morning. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Okay, at this time we are going to have children's sermon. If you are a child in between the ages of birth and fifth grade, do you want to come on down? And come grab a seat up here in the choir loft, and we have, have a special gift for you. And 
Today's children's sermon is a mission opportunity. You're going to have an opportunity to do something on Halloween for trick-or-treating. So all children, children just want to run on down and come sit up here. You're going to receive some special taffy today. Now, last week I was in Traverse City, Michigan. So I went to the candy store, I was thinking of you all, and I bought some salt water taffy. Now, Traverse City is on Lake Michigan. Is Lake Michigan salt water children or fresh water? Does anyone know? Yes, ma'am. Esther? Fresh water, that's right. So did this taffy I bought... Did it come from Lake Michigan if it's salt water? I don't think so. I think it came from the candy store there. So we don't know if, I don't, I don't know if this taffy is really northern Michigan taffy, but at least the package came from that. So we know that's the truth uh, with that. Well, we're glad to be back for our children's, children's sermon today. And I'm going to tell you all about a mission opportunity. In about two and a half weeks... What, is gonna, what occurs on the last day of this month? It's October 31st. Yes, ma'am. Winter? Well, it's almost winter, but it's also called Halloween. And that's the day we go trick-or-treating. And this year, normally we have a big fall festival trunk-or-treat, but this year we're not, we're not going to have that. But that's okay because there's still an opportunity for you to do outreach, including you parents, and grandparents as well. We have made these little cards and we've put them out here at the Welcome Center as well as downstairs at the Children's Welcome Center and you'll want to grab a pack of these cards and what you're going to do children, you're going to, trick-or-treating this year is going to be different. The children won't go up and actually receive it with their hand. You'll take your candy and you're going to set it on the front porch. This is weird but this is how things go. And so children will come to your front porch and take it off the porch. So what we've done is we have made these little cards and you'll take a piece of saltwater taffy from Lake Michigan, if that's possible, and then you'll tape it to a piece of candy. So y'all are going to get this stuff. Your moms and dads are going to pick some up out there. So you'll get your little thing, which I'm about to read for us, and you'll tape it to your piece of candy, and you're going to set it right there for folks to come. So that's a mission opportunity for you all to be a part of that. So let's read our little thing here. This is what, so folks are going to come and get some taffy on Halloween, and they're also going to receive their little card. So here's what the card says. Are you afraid of the dark? Who here is afraid of the dark? One, so we won't ask any more questions. So then you flip it over to the ladder, ladder side, and it says, when you're afraid of the dark, where do you turn for help? Where do we turn for help? Sullivan? That's right, Jesus. We do turn to Jesus for help. Absolutely. In fact, the Bible says here that in book of Proverbs, chapter 29, verse 5, it says, God loves you. This is what the back of the card says. It's a Bible verse. Loves you so much and promises to give you peace when you put your trust in Him. So children, what happens is when you're out and it's dark and you're in your room and it's dark, we need to remember 
just like Sullivan shared, that when we're afraid or we're scared or we're worried, who do we put our trust in? Yes, ma'am. Jesus, absolutely. And that is what we want to let folks know and also invite them to church this Halloween that folks might be afraid, they might be scared, but they need to trust who? Jesus, that's, that's the ultimate church answer to everything. Jesus, so that is absolutely true. So what you're going to do, we're about to have our closing prayer, and then you're going to go down here. Mr. Daniel has put a bunch of, um, of these. You're going, to get, you're going to get your taffy from northern Michigan, and as well as it's going to have the attached card. Then when you all leave today, you're going to make sure you pick up your little packet so you all can be a part of a mission opportunity this Halloween. All right, who would like, I'll put our microphone down, who would like to close us in prayer this morning? All right, fortunately, you come grab the, uh, grab the microphone. All right, when we pray, we bow our heads and we close our eyes. And let's, um, let's go ahead and pray. So you'll just speak in the microphone. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for this day that you made us to see, Lord. Thus, we came here to worship your Lord, oh Lord. That we will have strength to worship your Lord, oh Lord. Even when we are in times of trouble, oh Lord. As we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Fortune. You did a great job. All right, y'all go on up there and grab your piece of taffy. Patty's mic, mic. I love that we. Whoa! <laughs> I love that we've got our kids included in our service. That's uh, that's special for sure. Parents, we want to remind you, or uh, inform you, I guess, that as you're coming in each week, we've got a uh, children's bulletin. It's full of activities and things like that for kids. We want them to be involved and engaged in our services. So make sure you grab one of those at our Welcome Center every Sunday morning as you come in. They're, uh, they're going to be great for, uh, for your kids. Keep them, keep them occupied and as, as well as to, to teach biblical truths and, and things like that. The Bible tells us in 2 Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 3, that God has given us everything, all things that we need for life and for godliness through Jesus Christ. So we're going to stand this morning. We're going to sing a really simple chorus. It's called Enough, and we're going to sing this together as we declare that Christ is sufficient for us. Let's sing. I'm not what I make, I am who you have made me to be. I'm not what I've done, I'm loved
the joy on a child's face when they unzip a Christmas backpack filled with toys, clothes, food items, and a gospel story presentation? Well, I have, and I will never forget the excitement in the air and the smiles that I saw on their faces. One boy who received a backpack had only one thing on his Christmas list, a Lego building block set. His mother couldn't afford to buy them, but she brought him to the ministry center to pick up one of the backpacks that were being given away. He unzipped that backpack that was handed to him by one of our missionaries, and there underneath the clothing and the food was a box of Legos. Kids all across the Commonwealth experienced that kind of excitement and joy time after time last year because hundreds of Kentucky Baptist churches prepared almost 8,000 backpacks for distribution during Christmas by our missionaries and church planters to children in need. Finding those children in need is not hard to do here in Kentucky, where 26% of our children live in poverty. So for those children, a backpack filled with gifts may be all they will get for Christmas. But giving backpacks is really about much more than the gift of toys, clothing, and food items that are packed inside. It's about the opportunity to share Jesus, who is the greatest gift. There were many decisions for Christ last year as a result of the Christmas backpacks. Here's the exciting thing. Many of those decisions were made by the parents and grandparents of the children who received the backpacks. Kentucky Baptists have always been ready to accept the challenge when it involves sharing Christ 
and meeting practical needs. The Christmas Backpack Project does that very thing. I'm challenging you, Kentucky Baptist, to pack and provide 10,000 backpacks for distribution to needy children during the Christmas season. But in order for those backpacks to be enjoyed by children at Christmas, we need to get our churches involved and on board now, planning, gathering the items, and packing so that the backpacks can be delivered to the local collection sites in late October. Let's share the joy of Christ this Christmas by providing backpacks to children in need. You'll find a list of items to include, ministry partnership opportunities, collection sites, and much more at kybaptist.org forward slash backpacks. Kentucky Baptist, let's not neglect to do good and share what we have for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. When you leave our service this morning, right back here in the Welcome Center, I want to encourage you to pick up a backpack. We are Kentucky Baptists, so we're going to participate in the Kentucky Baptist Convention's Christmas Backpacks for Children. So what you're going to do, you're going to grab a backpack. Church bought all these for you. You'll open it up, and inside your backpack is a piece of paper. The piece of paper tells you some suggested items and some uh, gives you some ideas of things to fill the backpack with. On your backpack, there's a little tab right here. For example, this backpack is for a boy between the ages 11 and 14. So when you go shopping for your items, you're not putting Tinkerbell stuff in a boy's backpack. You kind of have an idea what does a 11-year-old boy, what would type of item such as a ball that he would like to play with. You will bring this back within the next three weeks. I mean, you could bring it back next week. You could bring it back November 1st. We then take it. Our collection point is at Rosemont Baptist Church. We've, we bought 40. I know we can fill up 40 with, yours, with your help. We need to buy more. We can. We'll take them and drop them off at Rosemont, and they take them to the KBC annual meeting, and then they distribute these all throughout our state as well as uh, the Cincinnati region, some of the churches up there as well. I want you to grab a backpack. For those online watching, you stop by a church office anytime next week or so, and you can come pick up a backpack. Uh, this is a great mission opportunity that we as Kentucky Baptists can participate in and be a great blessing to, um, uh, to children all throughout our state. So I just wanted to share about that. While you're back there, Again, I want you to grab a pack of these cards and you attach it, get a piece of tape. It's for Halloween when trick-or-treaters come to your house. You don't need to just give them a piece of candy. You need to give them a little a gospel card that just, and also on the back, it invites them to our church. So that way we're still using a very secular holiday such as Halloween to still share and spread the good news of Jesus. So when you leave, the two things, your backpack, your... Um, your little cards here for, for trick-or-treating. So I, I wanted to share those two things with that. Go ahead and open up your Bibles. And everyone needs to bring their Bibles to church to the book of Romans. Romans chapter 12. We are beginning a new four-week sermon series leading up to the election. And this sermon series is called Renewed. You need personal renewal. I need personal renewal. And what today is we're going to look at these four Sundays leading up to election day. Today we're going to look at what the Bible talks about, us 
we're being renewed by the Holy Spirit. Do you need a fresh touch from God? Do you need to feel the empowerment of the Lord in your life? Are you, are you frustrated? Last Sunday, we were um, up in northern Michigan. First time I ever went up there. Great place to visit. I don't know if I'd want to live there. It's Whatever the temperature is, say it's 50 degrees, you have to subtract 20 because it's really 30 degrees because it's so windy and it's just, just cold, all it is up there. But we were up there and, um, you know, so um, we, we were Sherry's family and we were walking into a restaurant. And when uh, we were going in, the guy in front of us, up in Michigan, you have to wear a mask. We have to wear a mask everywhere, but they had a big sign, of course, all over, mask required. So the hostess told the man, this couple in front of us, says, so, sir, you, you've got to wear a mask if you're going to eat here at the restaurant. He says, well, I don't want to wear a mask. And says, sir, we, we're not going to serve you. If you walk, walk in the restaurant, you know, it's the law. You have to wear your little mask. So then he, he started talking how the coronavirus is a hoax, and our children were standing there. He said, children, don't believe the coronavirus. It's not real. He got mad, and he stormed out and left. And he said, I'm not doing giving my business here. And you're, you're standing there thinking, what on earth? You know, I mean, as if that was, uh, of course you're going to wear your mask. You wear your mask everywhere. It's posted on every single door and every single business establishment on earth. And you wonder, it says, if this is what folks are getting angry and upset about. They would rather not eat. Because once you sit at the table, you take it off anyway. All you have to do is wear it for 25 feet until you walk to your table or walk out the door of your restroom. But what happens is when you see incidents like this and you experience and you witness and you hear about these type of things, arguments, bad attitudes, fighting, bickering, this just division. You look at that and say, these folks need a, a fresh touch. They need to experience the power of Christ in their life. And I believe you and I are in need of personal renewal. There's such a drain on us right now. There's a drain on everyone with so many... Every day it seems like there's new, something, some breaking news that occurs that really just pulls you and drags you down. Next Sunday we're going to look at church renewal. Today's personal renewal. Next Sunday the 18th church renewal. Then in three weeks we're going to look at family renewal. Do you know some family, you have some family members that they are not in church right now? Do you have family members that are lost do you know evangelism and outreach? Do you know where it really begins? It begins in your home. Are you praying for maybe your son or grandson who does not know the Lord to get saved? So that's going to be in two weeks on the 25th. Then on November 1st, we're going to look at a national renewal. Our nation is in need of a revival. Desperate need of revival. And it's in everywhere you go. Folks just need, they are desperate for the Lord. Our enemy, listen, our enemy is not the government. Our enemy is not those requiring us to wear these little things here. Our enemy is not each other. 
Guys, our enemy is the devil. He wants to destroy your life. He wants to destroy this church. He wants to rip your family apart. And he wants to see America become a secular, lost nation. That's just bickering and fighting. The whole time, people are dying, literally, and going to a place of eternal separation from God. People who do not know Jesus, no matter where they live, are spiritually dead. Guys, that's why we do this backpack. Inside every single backpack, just like that video, there will be a gospel track showing a child, a family, how to be saved. This is why on Halloween, you will get put a little gospel track with your candy. You never know. Someone will read it and consider what the Scriptures say. That's a nation, that's a people in need of renewal, in need of desperate desperation from the Lord. Open up your Bibles here. Romans chapter 12. We're going to be looking at two different sections of Scripture this morning. We're going to be in Romans chapter 12, verses 1, and, 1 through 1 and 2. So two verses. Then we're going to be in Philippians chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. So four total verses we're going to read this morning. Two different books of the Bible. God's Word tells us, Paul writes to us, Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true act of worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. This scripture just tells us in two short verses how Jesus Christ can transform your and my life. And where does it start with? It starts with our mind. He says, if you want to experience transformation, the way you think will change. Proverbs 23, 7 says, As a man thinketh, this KJV version, so is he. Meaning, your thoughts, what you're thinking about right now, what you, as you go through your days and through your weeks, that shapes who you are. For example, that man who walked into the restaurant in Michigan, who believed, and who's even telling our children that the coronavirus is a hoax. It doesn't exist. You wonder, who told him that? Where did he get that type of thinking? How did he develop that type of attitude? Your children who grow up. And all of a sudden, they have no desire to go to church anymore. In fact, they don't even believe Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. They believe all religions go to heaven. They see no need for a church such as Broadway Baptist Church. And you think, they weren't taught that. That's not what I brought my children. That's not how our grandchildren were raised. Where is this thinking coming from? Who bewitched you, as the Bible KJV says? Who put 
this lie, implanted this lie in your mind. All of a sudden, you find yourself going through life. And if you do not view things with a mindset, with a worldview, we talked about this two weeks ago, that is based on the Bible, two weeks ago preached on the, our foundation. Now our foundation is going to have to be built on a mindset that Jesus Christ has changed your thinking. And how that occurs, listen, if you are watching, participating in, all the time, 24-7 politics, if you are watching movies, TV, all the time, if you are sitting there scrolling on social media, hour after hour each day, I promise you, those three things, politics, the media, movies, and social media. Guys, do you know what that does? That type of input into your mind will pull you away from the Holy Spirit. It pulls you away from allowing Christ to change and to influence your thinking. So the Bible's telling us, look at this, your body is a sacrifice. Meaning, when you are saved, you are saying, here I am, Lord. I'm yours. This is my life. I'm giving you who I am. And it says in verse 1, we present our bodies as a living sacrifice. And so what does a living sacrifice look like? It's holy and pleasing to God. Holy means set apart. Pleasing means it's God honoring. Is your body pleasing the Lord? That's how you use your time. That's how you use your words. That's how you come and worship. You are presenting yourself. Say, Lord, I'm yours. I come every day looking for opportunities to be used by Jesus Christ. I'm an offering. And then in verse 2, as I read, it says, if you aren't careful, it starts out this verse, you will actually conform to this world. And there's a lot of conformity. Conformity means you just get in line. Conformity means you are due to do, to say, and to expect what's expected of you. Now, there's a lot of things we need to conform to. There's nothing immoral about wearing a mask. You can conform to wearing a mask. But there is something wrong when our world tells us to conform to things that directly conflict with God's Word. We do not conform with anything that breaks Scripture. We are to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. You say, well, how, how do I experience a renewing of my mind? That means you have to allow God to influence and change your thinking. I want to repeat myself what I just said. God has to change and influence your thinking. He does that in a variety of ways. He does that through listening to 
sermons online, through reading your Bible, through praying our prayer list as Brother Heard shared with us. He does that through looking for witnessing opportunities. It's a mindset saying, Lord, I'm here to serve. I'm a living sacrifice. I want to tell you, if you aren't careful, if I'm not careful, you will find yourself with a bad attitude going through life complaining. Yesterday was my birthday. I'm not saying that to get birthday present. I'm going to tell you how I had a bad attitude on my birthday. I'm embarrassed to say this. I get to pick out where I get, go out to eat one time a year. It's on October 10th. Yesterday was October 10th. My parents came in town. So I wanted to go to Malone's. I love their Lexingtonian salad. I know y'all probably go, anyway. So it's four o'clock. It's time, you know, we eat what I call nursing home hours. We eat at five o'clock every day. <clears throat> I'll tell you, it's actually healthier to eat early. Y'all know that. So uh, I call at four o'clock. Sherry calls Malone's right up here, make our reservations. They say they don't have anything available. And because it's game day and they're booked. So I, I said, okay, they've got two other locations, let's call the other ones. And the, at one of the other locations, as soon as they could get us in, was at like 9 p.m. I said, so th- then I get, I'm starting to get frustrated because remember, I only get one time a year. One time a year, that's where I want to go. So I got on the phone, guys, I'm not kidding, I called the exact same store. I say, sir, if we have a party of eight, if we just show up, could we be seated? He said, we can't have you here till 9 o'clock. I say, what was it, because of the game? So, sir, it's just, it's packed, you know, we're booked. I said, okay. Next, we're going, I say, Sherry, call Jay Alexander's. I'll, I'll go there second. She calls there. Again, they're booked. Guys, one time a year, I'm already down. Okay, this. So, Sherry calls. At this point, she's, it's 4.30. She's just taking over. And I'm, I'm getting frustrated because this is, my, this is my special day. So she decides, why don't we just go to Saul Good? It's around the corner here. I said, I don't want to go there. I didn't pick that place. So she calls there, and of course they have a table available. So in the car, literally, I'm complaining while we're going there. So I didn't pick this place. Elizabeth asked me, says, Dad, do you want to go there? I said, no, I don't want to go there. I didn't, this is one time a year I only get to pick. God had to speak to me before I got in there. That store says, son, you need to change your attitude. Should be a blessing. I'm not even paying for it. My parents paid for it. Doesn't even matter. You see, that was a gift from mom and dad on my birthday. And I was going to that place with a negative attitude. I want to tell you, you and I, at four o'clock, man, yesterday I was excited, thinking I was going to one restaurant within 33 minutes. And Sherry and I yelling at each other in the back bedroom about, you know, just disagreements, so to say. My attitude went from up here to down there. But when I got there, the Lord changed my heart. God does not want you and I to go around with a sour attitude as believers. We should not be complainers. Our mindset Our thinking should be completely transformed and impacted by Jesus Christ. There are too many believers that when we read this scripture, look at this, verse 2, it says, 
Do not be conformed to this age, but you need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Listen, this is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. God's plan for your life, for my life, is that our mindset is one based and set on Jesus Christ. And that's not one of complaining. Flip over to the book of Philippians. Look at this. You, you couldn't see this illustrated more perfectly in the Bible. This is scripture we've all memorized. Philippians chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Jesus Christ is teaching us. He's telling us that we can actually, by our thought life, it actually gives us peace with God. While you're turning there, I want to show you. When um, about what, 15 years ago, when Cher was expecting little Daniel, um, we received this book when he was born. Actually came from your mother on, on 6305. It's called The Worst Case Scenario to Parroting. What a negative title. Worst Case Scenario. In many ways, it's a, it's a gag book, but if you read it, I was actually looking at it this week, in many ways it's true. It says when you become a parent, because we weren't parents at that point, this is the worst thing that could happen, and here's how you respond. Zach and Beth Bauer, they had a baby this week. They should, I could give them that book, say, worst case scenario, what to expect when you're raising a child. A lot of times for us as believers, our minds, we go to worst case scenario. We go to, we go to a sad, depressed state, and we expect the worst. And God is telling, He's speaking to us saying, no. Am I not the Lord? Do, is my hand too short to save, as Isaiah says? God hears and answers our prayer. God, He has redeemed and saved us for a purpose of serving Him. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, look at this, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ. God's, God guards your mind. But guys, if you are literally, if your life is filled with pollution, social media, Netflix, politics, if that's all you're consuming every day, you will miss the blessings of the Lord. Next verse here, verse 8. It goes on to say, Finally, brothers and sisters, look at this, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence, if there's anything praiseworthy, dwell or think on these things. Christ listed eight things we need to be thinking of to have a mind that is Jesus Christ. Listen, personal renewal, personal revival will occur in your life when you change your thinking. Yesterday afternoon, I was in need of revival in the car. It, it is easy when you don't get what you want, you go to the dumps. When things throw, life throws you a curveball, when you have a bad doctor's appointment, when someone says something that's hurtful to you, what do you do? You get defensive and mad. And that can carry on and linger on day after day, week after week, year after year. Bitterness creeps in. Negativity, it's, it creeps into your life. And I want to tell you, if you are a complainer, 
if you're griping all the time, you are not, you have not dwelling and thinking on the things of God. It is hard to have a mind, to have a life that is filled with the Holy Spirit when all it is is you're putting garbage and allowing moral filth into your life. God cares what we view on the internet. God cares about the language we listen to. God cares about what's, what we're putting inside of our mind, listening and watching, because it impacts us. Christ this morning, He's speaking to you, and He's telling you, He says, you, you, you want to experience personal renewal? You want personal revival? It starts with your mind. It starts with living a holy life that is pleasing and honorable to the Lord. You know, I have up here on the, on, the, on the screen how the Holy Spirit changes you. There's two ways. This is how it comes. Internal. God wants to renew your mind. Internal, what that means is, Christ comes inside of you. He makes His home. Bible says literally, His home is inside of you. And from there out, Jesus Christ flows. That's what it means to be saved. You pray and you trust Jesus as your Savior. He comes inside of you and makes a home, and it's an internal change. But then, after we've been changed internally, there's also an external change. And this is when your transformed life, you come here, you're ready to worship. God has changed you internally, and you live a life that's worshipful of Him. You live a life that is honorable and pleasing to the Lord. This morning, I want you to ask, I want you to look at yourself. Has Christ changed me internally? Have I surrendered my thinking? Have I surrendered my mind to Jesus Christ? Has it been transformed? Things I used to listen to and watch. My words, has it all been changed and given to Christ? Because when it does, what happens is all of a sudden, you come to church, you come to this worship service expecting a touch from God, ready to experience revival. You come in here looking for the people you invited that week. You don't come with a complaining spirit. God is blessing our church. God has wonderful plans for your life. God wants to see your family saved. God wants to see revival occur in our nation. And listen, until you start thinking that way, my life, my church life, my family's life, and our nation's life needs to be transformed for the gospel. God wants to see folks saved through those four areas. Guys, until you start thinking that way, you're not in God's will. Jesus Christ died for people. He loves us. He's, he's for folks surrendering to Him and being transformed for the Gospel. I'm pleading with you this morning to say, Lord, I'm giving you my thinking. 
I have moral filth and sorry attitudes all around me, but I'm not going to be that way. I don't want to be that man. I need to have a grateful, appreciative attitude. Not because it's my birthday, but because Jesus Christ died for me on cross and I'm saved. I'm called a child of God. I could cry out, Abba, Father, to Him. That is what Jesus Christ is calling you to. Guys, this morning, Broadway Baptist, you look at everything you're putting inside your mind, what you're listening, watching, hearing, and say, is this helping me? Am I developing a closer walk with Jesus because I watch this on TV? Is this helping me advance the gospel and have a kind and compassionate heart when I hear this type of stuff? I'm going to invite you to respond to Jesus. You're here and you need Jesus Christ to internally change you. I want you to bow your head. And you close your eyes, just like in children's church. I'm going to say a prayer. It's a prayer of faith. A prayer that Jesus Christ can save you and wash you clean. You say it to yourself. Dear Jesus, I surrender my mind. I'm giving you my thinking. Lord, cleanse me. Forgive me of my sins including my bad attitude. Lord, from this day on, I'm yours. Thank you for saving me, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. I want you to look up. If you prayed and received Jesus this morning, I want to hear from you. If you're online and you prayed, you fill out our online connection card. Let us know. We'll be getting in touch. We do a public altar call. God is calling you to respond to Him. You can join our church. You can come forward and we can schedule baptism. You make it public what God is doing internally in your life. So let's stand together. Chris and David are going to lead us in a song. I'll be standing down front along with Brother Hurd, and we'll be waiting for you to respond this morning.
We're so glad that you joined us this morning. We are thankful that you're here in worship with us. We want you to know that uh, the call to respond doesn't stop here, uh, but you can respond to the Holy Spirit's work in your life at any point in time, and we would love to connect with you and help you to do that here at Broadway. So uh, I'm going to pray for us, and then we will be dismissed. Father, thank you for this morning. We thank you for, uh, through your Holy Spirit, illuminating to us what you would have us to learn in your word. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity that we have had, uh, Father, to simply sit at your feet and worship. God, we love you. We praise you for who you are. We pray that you would continue to lead, guide, and direct us in all that we do. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have